Welcome back to another edition, a Super Bowl edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobrats, Brian Coleman for Week 22, Episode 22, whatever you want to call it. But Brian, the Super Bowl 54 reaction show. Yeah. And uh, I think one of us picked correctly. If I yes. look at my show notes here in front of me, hold on, let me grab them right here. Oh, uh, yeah. Sound effect. Uh, I had 28 23 Kansas City. You did? So I was on the number 51 total points, but cool. 31 20, of course. Uh, good game, entertaining game. I watched uh, every play, every commercial. Right. Enjoyed the experience. So watched, did I. watched the last couple minutes, just my son and I sitting on the couch. My wife and daughter went to bed. Yep. But. Good game. What were your thoughts, takeaways? Go ahead. Um, same as you. I thought it was a great game. I We talked about last week how one of us is going to be right, one of us is going to be wrong. I picked the Niners 24-21. Yes, is that what it was? Yes, you did. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wrong, but I was kind of happy to be wrong because I was sort of rooting for – I was rooting for Kansas City. Yep. Um, it was a great fourth quarter with a weird first three quarters. Maybe not weird, but just – it's sort of. I don't think anything surprised me about the way that they t- they played the first three quarters. Really? And yeah. I, I just they they sort of they 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 played to their strengths. I think what was funny was that I was of the impression that how the Niners had been so good in the playoffs, fundamentally sound. They had been making mistakes, and the Chiefs had bl- had won a couple blowout wins after coming back from behind. And I, my whole thing was, I'm not sure they can get away with that sort of stuff. Against the Niners. Well, they did do that stuff, and they were able to get away with it because Patrick Mahomes is just freaking amazing. Ten points. Not, you know, it wasn't 21 no. like it had been other games. Tennessee, you know. Uh, but it was ten points at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And 11 the, minutes uh, early, early in the fourth quarter, they, the uh, Mahomes throws his second interception. Yep. Now San Francisco, which is built, or you would think is built to run these the, these type of games out like with, the, with their ground game and their defense like they were should have been in a prime position they were in a prime position to close the game out and uh they didn't do it and patrick mahomes happened you know i i, I think i mentioned to you last week the thing that worried me about the I, I too was worried about the san francisco defense it would be the best defense they played all year yeah uh and for three quarters and you know for 55 minutes you can say right it, it was pretty good I, the the thing that worried me and it did come true was Richard Sherman out on an island when you know he cannot keep up with that speed. I was worried about the speed all along. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest play of the game was a third and fifteen throw. Incredible to play. Uh, they don't make that play. They're not winning the game. They're not. I know Shanahan's been criticized today. I got to be honest with you. When I was watching the game, I did was surprised with the play selection. But then again, you know. You, you want to be aggressive. He's been through this before when yeah. the, the Falcons, Patriots, that 28 point lead or whatever it was, 28 nothing or 28 3. So I understand where he's coming from. So I'm not going to nitpick that too much. But this is the, the, the reason I. It's like a trade in baseball. I always hate giving away the best player in a trade. Right. And I didn't want to pick against the best player on the field, and that was Mahomes. Jimmy Garoppolo has got to hit Emmanuel Sanders on that pass. Yeah, and they win it's, it's going to haunt him. It's that's going to haunt him. Emmanuel Sanders gets behind the defense. He overthrew he, him by six yards. He overthrew him by six yards. And in fairness, that's a play you see a lot of times in the middle of October. Yep. And you go, oh, you can't miss that throw. But it is really <laughs> magnified when it's the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl and you've you've given up a ten point lead. Um, Couple things about that. I, I, I want to get to Shan- come back to Shan- circle around back to Shanahan because yeah. I thought he had a tough night. I thought he had a really tough night. End of the first half. 
when they show the replay of John, John Lynch, Lynch, the general manager. You and I are at home saying call the timeout. Everybody is. We've talked about this all season. We started doing this podcast week one of the NFL, and we've talked about this all season. These coaches get in these games, and they don't know what to, how to use their timeouts. They don't know how to use timeouts. They don't know how to use the game management. He had three timeouts. He seemed content to go to the locker room. It was insane. I, I don't understand it. He was asked about it after the game, and the answer he got uh, – he basically said, "Well, if we had a big play on first down, we would have used the timeouts." But they ran the ball. But you had—we're talking about when you stopped them and they had to punt. You right. went from a buck forty-five to getting the ball with fifty-nine seconds. That—that's unbelievable. Well, it started I right. Believe it. It started right away when they when Kansas City was you know fourth down for Kansas City, and you said, "What? Well, there's like a buck thirty left." Yeah. And they don't. Call, San Francisco doesn't call a timeout to get the ball back with with over a minute left. Yeah. And you know you can talk about and then he hits. In fact, he hits Kittle for that long play, which looked like it was going to be a huge play. Yeah. I thought, I know it was close. The first, seeing it live, it looked kind of cheap, ticky-tack. The second the replay, the, yeah, the second replay, the offensive pass interference, I thought it was a good call. Kittle stretched his arm out. Sorensen, the safety, could make, he just kept the guy from making, Sorensen from making a play on the ball. It, it wasn't egregious, but I think it was the right call. But I don't know where that came from, and that's... You know, here's the thing with Kyle Shanahan. I guess we're gonna let's 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 just start there. Um, you brought up twenty eight to three when he was the offensive coordinator back for the Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. when they had the twenty eight to three um, lead in the Super Patriots. Bowl against the Patriots. Last fourth quarters that he's been with Shanahan on the sidelines, his teams have been outscored forty six to nothing. Yeah, that, but the one thing though, like I mentioned, the Garoppolo throw takes him off the griddle. It does take him off that. the griddle, and let's and there's a couple of things too. Um, he had and they showed it on the replay it was true. He had Kittle. In one of those late drives, wide open. Ball was tipped. And Chris Jones, and Chris Jones, quite frankly, it was never going to happen because the stats didn't show up. But Chris Jones, the off- the defensive lineman for the Chiefs, had a hell of a game. And he could have been he could have been the MVP, quite frankly. And where was Mostert, the running back? Mustard? Well, he actually, but he had a couple of long runs. And then late in the fourth, uh, then in the fourth quarter, they get away from the run game. And they start putting the ball in Garoppolo's hands. It was just confusing. I thought Shanahan had a really shaky game. And now, you know, this is the second year in a row we've seen this. Last year, Sean McVay came in as the wonder boy. Yep. And his offense scores three points. And tonight, you know, last, sorry, last night, Shanahan's sort of the same label. Young guy, young coach, everybody, you know, singing his praises. He had a little undressed by, you know, Andy Reid has been doing this for a while. And, and, and Andy Reid didn't do any of the Andy Reid stuff. No, you know what? I loved it when he had that fancy fourth and one play there. I loved it. Oh, my God. You, they, I think I read somewhere Eric Bieniemy said they saw that in a game in the, was it 1948? The 1948 Rose Bowl. I read that, too. So oh they're ripping off plays from the 1948 Rose Bowl, the option play. I Unbelievable. loved it. Unbelievable call. It We're on the cool. single wing. I mean, uh, Mahomes made a couple. He had one of the interceptions, uh, he threw behind the guy a little bit. It and it was, yep. it was off his hand. It was off his arm. I think it was off Tyreek Hill. Off his forearm. Yeah. Right. But the, the second one was just a, I don't know who he was throwing to. The, for, the defender was waiting for the ball. Yeah, he, he he explained that, that he was expecting the linebacker Warner to drift toward the middle of the field once he got clear, and Warner just, he threw it, and Warner just never moved. Yeah. So good play, you know, he said sort of a bonehead play him, but a good play by Warner just reading him the whole way. And yeah, Mahomes, first three quarters was having a, a bad game is that yeah. fair to say? Yeah, average yeah. game. Yeah, very average game. He, uh, you know, they then they made it seven to three. I, I said to myself, "Oh, this could this could get out of hand." But right. give the 49ers a lot of credit. But again, you know, Richard Sherman trying to guard people late in that game. The the coach not sharp. 
the missed throw by Garoppolo to Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, the, the, like you said, they're not going to sleep. For, this is going to bother them no. for a long and time. No, and Andy Reid, you talked about it, going forward and fourth down a couple times. Aggressive, I loved it. Um, Niners come out, they get the ball to start the third quarter. They're fourth and two in the 24. They kick a field goal. That was like, give them a 13-10 lead, but that felt a little, swimpy's the wrong word because, you know, it's all easy for us schmucks to sit here and not yeah. have to make those decisions. But it felt a little, like, it felt a little passive. On the broadcast, I think they was Kansas City maybe one for six on third down, and they had one of the best teams in the league right. on third down. They actually ended the game six of fourteen, which nice. is a little better, almost fifty percent. Better, but you know, just it was just it was a good football game. I, you listen, the officials. I, I like the idea that we didn't really spend any time on them. They, they, listen, they, they, I thought they missed a, 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 an offside. They missed they a delay of game. Yep. Ticky tack things. Uh, I know they some people wanted a unnecessary roughness. There's a helmet, helmet to helmet hit. There yeah. was a helmet to helmet in the unnecessary when he was going out of bounds and they right. gave him a good shove. And to me, it was one of those things where you're. I guess I'm so conditioned to see the flag, but it was a nice to see it not thrown. I guess. Well, I think it was Joe Buck who said earlier in the game, because like most normal people, I did not watch one second of the 27-hour pregame show. No. He said the referee whose name escapes me, I don't know. Bill Vinovich. Bill, Bill Vinovich, thank yes. you. Um, <clears throat> had a had a, had a a history, and I thought this was a good thing, and it proved to be true, proved to be true yep. of sort of a letting them play, yep. which I love that in any sport, quite frankly, in the playoffs. I do too, and you know what? I know a lot of people are talking, anyone who thinks they should have overturned the touchdown, on the goal really line. Really close. Really close. You got to go with the call on the field, and it, it was almost simultaneous to me. Yeah, really close. I just, I, I just think, but I, I did want to see it overturned selfishly. Well, oh yeah. Because okay. what do you do if you're fourth and goal from the the half inch yard line? That would have been cool. Then that, but uh, yeah, Damian Williams, the running back, uh, undrafted. Yeah. Started with the Dolphins. Another guy. I kind of thought I was a little. I would have. I didn't have a vote. I would have given him my the MVP. You know, they're, yards, they're usually gonna, same thing with you know you're two touchdowns. Gonna, yeah. I know, I yep. know. Hey, he, Joe Namath won it when he should have got just, it. And it wasn't just you know it wasn't just the, you know he had the 38 yard score which I was happy about for reasons we don't yeah. get to right now. Just yeah. uh, good good for my wallet today. Um, How about Anthony Sherman, the former I UConn fullback? That. So did you read the story about that? Which one, please? Well, tell me. the the so it's 24 20. Yep. Kansas City's got the ball. It's about a minute 23 left. They all they really need to do is get a first down. The lead block. Yeah. And he was supposed to run in inside on a run on a attack on a play off the guard, so you know something like in, up the middle. Yep. And Anthony Sherman says something to the effect of, "No, nah, never mind that. You you follow me." And he, he bounces you know, outside. He, he and he's bounces gone. outside. Sherman gives him the block. Boom! Ball game over. And the the fun the fun, it was part of our UConn's story. own UConn's own. And I had no idea until this week that Steve Spagnola was the UConn defensive backs coach and was defensive he? coordinator. 87 really? to 91, he was at UConn. Oh, the UConn football back. glory years. Yes, 87 with Tom Jackson, I believe, back in the day. Wow. Playing the Yankee Conference. He was defensive backs coach for the first two years and the defensive coordinator for two years after that, if you check him out on the Hey, Wikipedia. good new, good good for uh, Spags, as they call him, because now yes. that's at least, that's at least what, now two Super Bowl rings for him? Was He He got the one with the Giants. I don't in, think he in was 07. The, I don't think he was there in 11. I could be wrong. He might Definitely been, 07. He might have been coaching for the Eagles. Yeah, I'm not sure where he could have been. He got a head coaching around. job with the Rams, right? Didn't go well, yeah. So, yeah, it just, you know what, I was rooting for, like you said, Andy Reid. I was rooting for, I like watching Mahomes. He was my fantasy quarterback, so I had a vetted interest in that. He's just, incredible. There was something about him that was just, it, he, he's just 24 years old, and, man, he can do it all on the field. Yeah, and, you know, I hate the Eagles, so I was glad to see Andy Reid win, but not with the Eagles, because yeah. I sort of, I get, you know, he's had a, you know, this whole, like, can't win the big one. A lot of bad playoff losses in his career. Bad. A lot of losses at home where they were the home favorites that he lost. So, 
you know, he's and he's done some wacky things like we talked about clock management and timeouts. And none of that last night, and good for him, man, because, you know, no matter what, he's never the guy who could win the big one again. He's got it. Hall of Fame. I just going to say, he's going to Canton thanks to that win last night. Hall of Fame, And here's the other thing real quick about the the timeouts we talked about at the end of the first half. He doesn't – Shanahan doesn't call the timeouts at the end of the first half, and then he's down 11 with a minute to go, and he's calling timeouts. I don't know what was going on. Again, some Well, I hate when coaches do that. You Listen, I know you don't want to go home with any timeouts. I get it. But listen, man, you, you, it's over. It's over. Don't Yeah, it's going to be a kneel down. And I think a lot of people were upset about that because the over under on the rushing 50, if, for, oh, yes. for Patrick Mahomes, the over under <laughs> over the rushing, yes. he was over. So folks that love those prop bets and like, yes. "Oh, he got more than 30 yards rushing." Well, he kept dropping back so far back on those yards. kneel downs. He lost all the yards. Minus yards. Yep, absolutely right. But he was incredible. And I, I wanted to just touch on that too. The 3rd and 15 call where again, he dropped back. It felt like about 37 yards like And how was he so wide open? I know. And I don't know. Two guys standing near I don't him. know. Yeah. I, I didn't understand how he was. San so Francisco's wide, defense at the end of the game wilted, and Kansas City did a couple things. I didn't think they'd do well. I thought their defense would be a problem. I think it played better than people thought. Defensive and tackles they ran the really ball. jammed the ball in the middle a little bit. They ran the ball. I, they went. I just I was kept waiting for San Francisco to run that pitch play where they're pitching it left to right and had a lot of success. Yeah, big yards, and they went away from that. I just I think sometimes these guys get too cute. They get just, too cute, and they maybe they get lost in the moment. The but. moment's too big, maybe like you said. I just it just was one of those things. But I was really I enjoyed the game and I thought the coverage was good on Fox I thought the broadcast was enjoyable it was good. didn't get in the way yep um, I thought there were some good commercials uh, we can take a break and yeah. after that talk about the halftime show if you'd like I have my opinions about that as oh well. I can't wait yeah so but listen right. wrapping up the game yeah Super Bowl 54 in the a, books a good game I enjoyed it uh, not a lot of penalties not a lot of turnovers some questionable coaching but overall I think the NFL ends the year on a high note. And let's see if this is beginning of something special with Patrick Mahomes because he's incredible. He's he the is. best player in the league. He and uh, Super Bowl MVP now, long to go with a regular season MVP. And he's only 24 years old. He's not going anywhere. Unbelievable. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, and then when we come back, we'll give you our thoughts about the commercials, the halftime show, all that fun stuff. Brian, take it away. All right, well, let's talk about All's Well mattresses while we're here. All's Well believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. It's been their guiding principle since the la- their launch. And All's Well features hybrid mattress technology. That means they combine the best of both worlds, memory foam and individually wrapped coils for a winning blend of comfort and support. Your first purchase, you get 15% off the total purchase, and that includes a 10-year limited warranty, 100-night risk-free trial, and financing starting as low as 0% APR. Follow the link on our show notes on this episode, and you, you'll click on the All's Well link. You'll get that 15% discount, and it helps support our show. So get a good night's sleep with All's Well. Great job. Great read. All right, halftime show. I uh, Listen, I uh, I was talking about this people in the newsroom. I know people told me they loved the halftime show. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I, I am the farthest thing from a prude. Farthest thing from the prudent world. Okay. But the thing that bothered me was, first of all, I was at a, a party of about 12, 15 people, and there was three, f- four girls between the ages of eight and 12. Yep. My 10-year-old son, a couple other kids. Yep. I, I had trouble watching the halftime show with my 12-year-old daughter sitting next to me. I have to admit, and this goes back, um, I didn't, for several years, I don't remember the last time I watched one. When was Bruce Springsteen the halftime act? I have um, no, I don't remember. Several years ago, like I did, I did not watch. So, yeah. I, I did not watch a minute of it. However, because my daughters wanted to see J Lo, and mm-hmm. they couldn't see. So her did names. my wife and my daughter. Yeah, and so Shakira. my wife and my daughters 
young, a little younger than your kids, yeah. both watched it. And I didn't know there was even, like, I turned on the last five minutes. I'm like, oh, okay. But I didn't really think much of it. Like, I'm like, you know, I don't know. My, my thing was, listen. They had, uh, it's the, a little suggestive, I guess. J-Lo was doing. And again, it's 2020. I yeah. get it. It's It was Miami, so it had a Latin salsa feel. Like, I get all that. Do we need a stripper pole? That's <laughs> Do we need a stripper pole? <laughs> I guess right not. I guess not. Was that what it was? I, I don't know. But maybe, he, maybe it was a, you and, know. And again, the th- here's why, again. But the, my kids don't know that that is a stripper pole. They just oh, neither did I. Someone told me. That's they think I, it's like, I, I wasn't like, sure either. It's like the thing they use in ballet class, but instead of being like horizontal, that, that horizontal yes. it's just vertical. Yes. That's the only yes. difference. The, the, th- the reason, I guess, why it bothered me is because the NFL – in the advertising was yes. so pro women empowerment. Yeah, the, 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 and, and that's great. As someone who has daughters, right. I, I always want a positive role model for my daughter. You can be whoever you want, honey. You know, there's a commercial where I think it's LinkedIn about a CEO who gets passed over. Right. There's the yeah, assistant the fo- commercial. There's the assistant football coach for the San Francisco 49ers. who got a lot woman. of press this week. Ton rightfully, of press, rightfully so. Great commercial, and, and it was. It just seemed to go against the theme of the evening, where it was almost. For lack of a better phrase, anti Me Too at halftime. I maybe know, I'm being a little no, over the top I, here. but I may I, again. I I didn't have a huge problem with it. The little bit yeah. I peeked in at the end, and my wife never said anything like to me. So I, they watched the whole thing. Uh, my kids love you know because they're big and they dance. They take dance. They're into dancing. They wanted to see my sisters. My sisters. My daughter. My older daughter's goal right now is she's trying to decide between being an, an artist, uh, an animal doctor, or a pop star. Nice. So yeah. So she's keeping her options open. Good for her. Um, yeah, but you know, sometimes the NFL is insincere, Eric. Yeah, so, imagine yeah, you know, that. Hey, now I was saying I tweeted this. I thought it was clever, maybe yeah. not, but like, if there's enough of a backlash, they'll do like the complete. They'll correct the whole like go the they'll go the complete opposite next year, and it'll be like Steely Dan will be the freaking yeah. halftime. You're, you're right. You're right. You know it what I mean? It's like in Tampa, so I was trying to think. You know, they they try to do these themes sometimes. The Super Bowl's in Tampa next year, so well, it probably would be a similar theme to the Miami theme. I was going to say Tampa. The, there's no lack Dale of, Mabry Avenue. There's some famous there's establishments no, there that they can. I was going to say that have stripper no, poles. There's no lack of stripper poles in the greater Tampa area. Yes, commercials. I love the Groundhog's Day Bill Murray commercial. I did too. Uh, we, but we both were of the especially guys. I guess you're getting you're becoming old guys. We love Bill Murray. But and here's Bill the funny Murray part. Knocked it out. My daughter says, "Hey, is that the guy?" A couple years ago, in Martha's Vineyard, he's on Martha's Vineyard, and we're at a Martha's Vineyard Sharks semi-pro baseball. Wait a minute, game. is this going to be another Eric celebrity sighting story? My daughter took a picture with Bill Murray. Ooh. We should tweet that out on the EDBC podcast. We should, page. yes. Took a picture with Bill Murray, and he complimented her shirt because it was "Be Brave" or "Be Strong," one of those strong, cool yep. women power empowerment. And uh, so took like, a picture. Really him. cool. She's like, is that the guy? I said, yes. That so that's how she knows him. Oh, as the guy from the, the guy from the baseball game. game. Who's maybe, a famous actor? Maybe somebody should ask Bill Murray if he was offended by the halftime show. No, I doubt that. I, I doubt that. that. But it was a great spot. And it can was. I be? Can I tell you something? I'm going to admit to this. I'm, I'm a little embarrassed about it. There's a, not. Yeah, I never well. saw the movie Groundhog's Day. Really? I've seen bits and pieces of it. But well, it's I've Groundhog never seen Day. That. Groundhog uh, Day. Yes. It's, I've never um, seen it. Listen, I love Bill Murray, um, and I've got a. It's in my Murray top list, yeah, top yeah. films list. Um, it's like in the middle. Yeah. It's not. It's good. It's fun. It's. I keep waiting for it to pop up on Netflix, and then I'll watch it. Your kids would dig it. Yeah, they're the age they would love it. It's pretty peach. It's pretty kid kid friendly. Um, What'd you think of the Chris uh, Elliott was in it? We all love for those of us of a certain age. For five minutes, Chris Elliott had a movie career. Chris Elliott from uh, Essex, Connecticut. Is he really from Essex? Mm -hmm. Cool. And Brian Doyle Murray was the uh, and and he made a cameo last night. Brian Doyle Murray. He uh, he was the handler. 
Uh, yeah, we, he was like the guy who scoops out Phil. The, yes. Yeah, so he revised that role. Someone on Twitter today said they had just learned that that was Bill Murray's brother. Really? How is that possible? Well, I'm... I mean, if you're young, you got to be an idiot yeah. like the two of us yeah, who just love schmuck. these comedies, yeah, and their life lives yeah, revolve Murray, around those yeah. comedies. And Mil- yes. Yeah, and we know we're we're dumb enough to know that Bill Murray comes from like a, a huge Irish Catholic family and yes. has like nine brothers. Yes, but Brian Doyle Murray who was in Seinfeld, the Bubble Brian Boys father, yeah, uh, a lot of class stuff. The the, the uh, spot co wrote Caddyshack. Yes, so, yeah, talented. The guy, uh, the spot with the kids running through the uh, different NFL cities and then that ends up cool. running on the field. I, I, I knew that was gonna but I tell you what, man, being at these Super Bowl parties, you're watching the commercials, and when he st- when he stops in front of the Pat Tillman statue, and it goes completely quiet for ten seconds. Yeah. Oh my God! Talk about putting a hall, just putting everything in perspective. I just thought yeah. it was a very well done commercial. Yeah. A lot of famous Justin Tuck. I don't recall half the people that were in it, but no, I don't and I, the pregame, the thing I did see was the uh, the players in the in the cranberry jackets on the field. Yeah. Don Shula in a, a little a little mobile the, cart there. Yeah, those are scooter. We, was this the top one hundred players? I believe and it was so, yeah. the top the, the top one hundred among the top one hundred the living players. Yes. They're still with us were there. Is yes. that it? Yeah. Pretty cool. And there's a shot of all the quarterbacks. Um, the Starbucks, the Marino, yeah. the Elways, uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, uh, uh, I forget who else, Marino I mentioned. There's Joe Pasarsic. Yeah, Joe exactly. <laughs> Danny White. There's a dated word. Danny White oh, was there. Oh, come on. Danny White had a done, Danny had White a was there. Career. Come on. But that was pretty cool to watch, too. Dated references. Good night. Good night. The halftime show, I said I had a little bit of an issue with, but overall, good night. Enjoyed the Super Bowl. Anything else that jumped out of you that I'm missing from the night? No, I thought the commercials were pretty good. I think it, it, this, it's been so many years now. We're going to look like, what, 30 years of commercials being a thing? Yeah. I, they keep coming up with ideas. There wasn't any that were terrible, except maybe the. As much as I love Ric Flair and the Nature Boy, you know, 15, what 14-time world heavyweight champion, yep. not a great fan of the hummus commercial with him yelling "woo" and a bunch of celebrities I've never heard of. How about the first Google, of all, who puts pizza on hummus? How about the Google commercial about memories? That got you know. Oh, I'm pretty heartless. Putting the brakes on a party. I'm trying to have I, a few beers. I know. And a few man, laughs. I, I was feeling like, oh great, he's talking. About, I think it's. I think this is about his dead wife. I know. Like, oh. What's next? The next commercial is going to be like, like, oh look, the pup, like a puppy getting run over by a bus. <laughs> I want to be entertained, damn know, it! Don't, on, don't be don't showing me the stuff that me brings down. me down. Sunday night, I got to go to work tomorrow. Oh. Trying, to few, trying to have a few pops here. So now my big question is, what do we do now? I don't know, man. It's you're February going, 3rd. you're going away to Disney. Yeah. So next week might be a week we take a little break of this uh, this podcast. Maybe we'll see, or maybe you'll phone one in. We'll we'll have yeah. to we'll talk about it. But but we do have some topics we're thinking about and some cool things we're coming up with in the next few. weeks. We do, we do, and we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, everything else, it, it just seems like this was the dominant story. Nothing in the sports world really. You mentioned the the the. James Dolan getting to sell the team chance last week. If yes. You, which was very funny. And he there was a picture on the front page of the New York Post. With this him. is the Knicks owner who is the most sensitive guy in the world who's who's basically running the Knicks for the last 22 years and they've sucked. Yeah. And he does not like the idea that he's getting blamed, but the whole arena was chanting sell the team. And there's a picture of him talking to his security guard in the front and he's pointing and he is red. Right. I think he Get him out right. of here. They ban- they ban- they, he, he saw one guy doing it so he's like, he just bans people. He Have that man killed. People. Yes. Smithers. <laughs> I'm like, wait, he, gonna, oh, what, gonna, a, what a buffoon! They still—it's it, sad, man. I don't want to get off a whole tangent, but yeah, it's weird. It's like the net—the Knicks being bad for this long is so bad for the NBA because even if oh. you're not a Knicks fan, if you like basketball, it's really cool when the NBA when the Knicks are good. It it's, is. It just—it just—it's a whole cool. It's a whole different vibe for the league and, and for the city of all, New York. Oh, definitely, because people forget. Like you probably know, like people, like twenty something people probably don't believe this, but New York is a 
not just me, big time huge basketball, ba- huge basketball. In the nineties, back in the when everyone was criticizing Patrick Ewing about this and that, hey, twenty two and ten every night, and they were in the playoffs every year. Yeah, I mean, the, you take yeah. that right now. Knicks and the Bulls, Knicks and the Heat. Even though I hated those that style yeah. of basketball the, from the from the late nineties, but I mean, every damn they were like the, forget about the Yankees. I mean, they were the biggest story in, the, in New York. And those the time. Sundays triple headers that NBC used to have, and which you you tweeted out the music. Uh, yeah. The other day, so oh, that Fox, was CBS. Fox, no, Fox Sports is using the I old know. NBA and NBC music. The John Tesh music, yes, composed by John Tesh. And yeah. I heard it the other day, uh, watching a Big East game, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, you can't do that!" Apparently. They obviously must have bought the rights Apparently to the song can. or whatever, but it just seemed out of place. I enjoyed it. it. I don't remember the CBS one that you were referencing. Uh, that's from like okay, the CBS one, like they lost the NBA rights in like 1990. Yeah, so you have to be like, but I as a kid, I remember like. Like Brett Musburger and Tommy Heidson and Dick Stockton, like, like when I grew up, like growing up in basketball in the eighties, like because there was only one game on a week, like you know, it was just I remember that theme theme song. That it? Yeah, right now it's Magic Kareem Bird and Mikhail the Garden. I don't remember this. Oh, I love that song. I'm gonna get married to that song. What your next marriage? And then like yeah, my next marriage. <laughs> and then Brett Marsberger like sitting at the LA Forum going, "You're looking live." That was on tape, by the way, probably yes. most of the time. Yeah, but oh my, yeah, I just it was. You, just you did not know that. that. This is the second year that Fox Sports has been doing this with their college hoops. I gotta be He's honest with you, I have not been game. watching a lot of Big East basketball on Fox Sports, but yeah. the Hoyas were on, and I, I'm a Georgetown fan, so I haven't watched the game this year, and I, I just ducked in for a couple minutes to watch it, and I heard the music. I was like, "Wait a minute, what's going on here?" Yeah. Hey, you, I I have to bring up before we wrap up here, celebrity birthdays. Lawrence Taylor was. At was the he? Uh, pregame, he was there, was the sitting Bowl? next to Jim Brown. Oh, well, I assume LT is one of the 100 greatest players. Yes, he was. And there. I can't. And quite frankly, and I'm saying this, you didn't half, write down his age on the list. I, is that in purpose? 60. No, because I'm only half kidding. I, how many of us thought that LT would still be? I wish you 60? hadn't told me because I, 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 I was. I don't know what I would have guessed. For his I age. apologize. It was sixty. Yeah, sixty years old, and he looked great. I mean, he always looks great. Yeah, he I does. Mean, when you know, when he's yeah. on top of things. I remember guy, guy, you know, never lifted a weight and was maybe the great was. I think the greatest defensive player ever played. Uh, just, absolutely. Just born with just absolutely. Born We've talked about this on this powers. podcast before. People who want to compare JJ JJ Watt to Lawrence Taylor are out of their freaking mind. I did not see. We're segueing a little bit. I know somebody told me about it. I DVR'd it. And I will probably get around to watching it. I not, did not see J.J. Watt hosting Saturday Night Live this week. I don't see that either. So did I do not have either. a review. But Tough turnarounds when we got Super Bowl parties and all yeah. kinds of other stuff to do. But I will check it out, I'm sure. But, yeah, I'll, I'll t- I, I probably should be spending some time with the kids the next couple of days, but I'll try and watch TV, get caught up in that. Before we wrap up here, tell me you're going to Disney? Yeah. Excited? Uh, a little excited, yeah. I mean, I'm excited to get out of the Northeast in yes. February for a few days. Look for some homes in the villages while you're down there for the you and the wife when you're well, retired? Well, uh, we, we have a pamphlet. Uh, we've already been going through it for Del Boca Vista. STD capital of the world, I think, <laughs> in the villages, <laughs> oh, yeah. by the way, so watch out. Oh, you see, even the monkeys have herpes. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all other podcast. Yeah, Google it's it. There's the there's herpes monkeys in Florida. Stay away. Do we need to do another break before sure, we wrap this show up? Break. All right, final break, and then we're saying goodbye. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, yeah. Buzzsprout promo, a Buzzsprout promo here, and uh, today's a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it'd be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch a podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts within minutes. Stitcher. Stitcher. Also Stitcher. Thank you. For the folks who love the Stitcher. Yep. 
And if you follow the link in our show notes and click on the Bus Route link and sign up for a paid subscription plan, and they start as low as twelve dollars a month, which is really good Can't considering all you get, you'll get a twenty dollars Amazon gift card and help support this show, which I know you enjoy so much. Excellent, excellent read. Yes. All right, so you're going on vacation. Have a great time. Mm-hmm. When you come back, we'll talk during the week. We'll maybe we'll tweet out some photos from Disney. Would We're that not going to tweet out any photos right. from Disney. Okay, I, I'm not, I don't tweet. I don't tweet photos of anything. All right, uh, so we are done with the NFL season. We are going to yeah. kind of collect our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Get ready for baseball season. People are already trying to tell me baseball starts. It doesn't really start yet. I don't care when pitchers and catchers report. Nobody does. The truck left Fenway Park today. I did see that on social media. Super. Uh, Big weekend in New Haven. Yale Harvard basketball on Friday night at five o'clock. Tip. That's a nice. That's that's a nice tip hour. I like that. Check this out. So five o'clock. Yale Harvard hoops over at uh, the John Lee Amphitheater. Yep. Seven o'clock. Quinnipiac hockey versus Yale hockey. Nice. That is big a nice sports local, night in New Haven. Nice big sports local. night. UConn women, by the way, are getting smoked right now. We didn't talk about them at all. They're playing Oregon, uh, number three versus number four up at Gamble Pavilion. This was kind of one of those bellwether games for the yeah. the Huskies. They were losing sixty nine fifty six about three minutes ago, down basically double figures the whole game. Well, we'll see. Break me when next fall when UConn's back at the Big East because that's going to be wild. And by the way, Gino Oriama wore a Kobe Bryant jersey during uh, before the game. Today. Did he? Cool. Yes, we haven't so. talked about Kobe, but we'll. Uh, There'll probably be more of that in the weeks to come to get the end, the All Star game up, uh, NBA All Star game coming up. And the All Star rule, the new the new format. Let's I, I don't have to, I, yeah, I don't I, have time I, to go yeah, through that right don't. now. I know, I, I, and it's not worth it's, our time. It's awful. Yeah. Just saying, I'm sure, hopefully Terrible. they'll do something nice. You know, Just leave it alone. No one watches anyway. Yeah. They're going to watch this year because you're going to do a nice thing for him, but you don't have to change the format of the game. No, stop it. Yeah, stop so. it. All right, that'll do it for uh, the. Uh, week 22. Week 22. We've done it, Eric. We've done the whole NFL season. Whew. We started in week one. Wow. Now it's day. I'm impressed. Super Bowl. I'm impressed. Too. I didn't think I'd last six weeks with you, let alone 22 weeks. No, I'm surprised too. And it's, I mean, it, it's only going to get worse from here. The bathing has helped. So thank you. I appreciate thank that. You, thank you. Thank Have you. Have a great time at Disney. Drive safe. I, I, I assume you're driving. I'm driving at Disney. <laughs> I do. Not. My Clark Griswold? <laughs> yes, exactly. Look, kids. Big Clark. Ben. Hey. All right. That's it for the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobrad's Brian Coleman. Uh, please. Please, please try to deal with no football. We will help you deal with it. We're going to figure out a plan, Brian. Yep. While you're away on vacation, think. I will think. Think Think of some good thoughts, and we'll get this thing rolling when we get back. So that's it. Enjoy your trip. Thank you. Have fun with the kiddos. Say hi to Mickey. Oh, of course. And now, say goodbye. See you.